Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Incline listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Incline, your Dodgers podcast for Dodgers talk, rumors, updates, and everything Dodgers. I'm Kevin Klein. I'm David Rosenthal. I'm Ian Nielsen. We're your host, and this podcast is powered by Dodgers Lowdown. And without further ado, let's ride. Decided before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's up, everyone? Hope you're all doing well out there. This is Kevin Klein riding solo. You can follow me on Twitter at Klein25. We're going to be doing part two of the Dodgers 2013 season revisit, a whole new blue. Hope you guys really enjoyed tuning in for the month of April recap. So why don't we just dive right in? So if you remember, to close out April, the Dodgers finished 13-13. and 13, So that's a 500 start. Not great, but not terrible. You'll definitely take it early on in the season. Two batters that really jumped out early were Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez. Crawford had a 388 on on-base percentage. He batted 308, scored 20 runs, and OPS of 904. Carl Crawford is remembered by a lot of Dodgers fans as an overpaid player, but not during the 2013 season. He really contributed, especially early on, as you just saw in the month of April. Adrian Gonzalez started off hot. He batted 333-398 on base percentage. He had two home runs, 18 RBIs. Andre Ethier kind of got off to a slower start. He batted 244, three home runs, nine RBIs. And the ace of the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw. Great start for him. 3-2 and two record, 173 ERA over six starts. So as just mentioned, the Dodgers are 13-13. and 13. So why don't we just kick it off. It's the first day of May. May 1st, 2013, obviously. So it's Juan Nicasio, who actually was a starter at one point before joining the Dodgers as a reliever, taking on Josh Beckett, who is 0-3. Still winless thus far. So we'll take you to the top of the fourth. It's a 3-3 tie right now. Carlos Gonzalez at the plate. Once was a phenomenal batter for the Colorado Rockies. Hits a two-run double, which drives in Eric Young Jr. and Josh Rutledge. The Rockies take a 5-3 lead. Josh Beckett's going to end up falling to 0-4. Dodgers lose this game 7-3. 
And that concludes that series against the Rockies, actually. The Rockies take two of three against the Dodgers, and we're moving on to San Francisco. Dodgers got a day off, so it's May 3rd. Dodgers are 13-14 and 14 now in early May. It's Clayton Kershaw against Barry Zito. Barry Zito once was a great Cy Young caliber pitcher for the Oakland A's. Never truly lived it up in San Francisco. He's towards the end of his tenure now with the Giants at this point. It's Metallica night. If you're a fan of Metallica, I praise you. I'm not a big fan of the band myself. This was actually an emotional day for Clayton Kershaw because his father had passed away earlier in the week. So we'll just jump right to the bottom of the six. Clayton Kershaw has a no-hitter going until Marco Scudero breaks it up with the triple, and then Buster Posey brings him home with a double. It's a 1-1 game. And then Hunter Pence singles up the middle, Buster Posey trying to score from second base, but Matt Kemp has a different agenda. He throws an absolute rocket to nail Posey at the plate, keeping the score preserved to 1-1. Kershaw goes seven innings, allows one run, has five strikeouts, but we take you to the bottom of the ninth. Ronald Belisario coming in as a reliever, and you kind of get a glimpse of what Belisario had done in April. Not a lot of good things. Buster Posey at the plate, and then this happens. Deep to left field. That one is on its way, and good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Buster Posey ends it on a 3-2 pitch, a line drive home run, a walk-off for the Giants as they beat L.A. So, yeah, unfortunately, Buster Posey was the hero this game. Walk-off home run. I definitely remember a time where Buster Posey truly tortured the Dodgers. He's not the same player he is today. I'm not really sure why he's not considered one of the most hated Giants of all time, just because of the amount of success he's brought to that ball club. But anyways, the Dodgers lose this game 2-1. to Belisario gets his third loss of the season. Dodgers have to place Ted Lilly on the DL. Giants win their fourth in a row. Sergio Romo gets credit for the win. May 4th, Matt McGill versus Ryan Vogelsong. Bottom of the first, bases loaded, nobody out. Buster Posey does more damage. Once again, he gets a two-run double. Giants tack on one more. It's 3-0 after the bottom of the first. Bottom second, first and third, a wild pitch with Posey batting. Scores a run. It's now 4-0 Giants. Bases loaded, one out. They have to bring in J.P. Howell, who allows a sack fly. It's 5-0. Matt McGill really struggling early on. Top of the fifth, however, Matt Kemp gets a two-run single. It's 6-3 now. Skip Schumacher gets an RBI single. It's 6-4. And then Juan Uribe at the plate gets a two-out single. Cuts the deficit. It's 6-5 Giants. The Giants bring in Machi, who has a zero ERA. And then D Gordon adds a two-run triple. All in the bottom, all in the top of the fifth. It's 7-6 Dodgers. They take the lead. Nick Punto adds a double. It's 8-6. So the Dodgers really rallied back. So unfortunately, after just a few games back off the DL, Hanley Ramirez pulls a hamstring and he's placed back on the disabled list. 
So the Dodgers call up a young, scrappy shortstop from AAA. His name is D. Gordon. And fortunately for the Dodgers, he's going to make an impact early on. Javi Guerra, who was just recently called up for the Dodgers, allows a solo pinch hit home run to Andres Torres, his first of the season. It's now 8-7 Dodgers. Bottom of the seventh, Mattingly puts back in Ronald Belisario. It's a first and third situation. Gives up a sack fly to Pablo Sandoval. The game is now tied at 9-9 at this point. Bottom of the 10th, Brandon League as the reliever with Guillermo Quiroso at the plate. Don't remember this guy at all. Gives up a walk-off rocket to put the Giants ahead. 10-9. They walk it off again. Each team had 15 hits. And finally, May 5th, Matt Cain taking on Hunjin Ryu. Matt Cain is winless so far in the season, which is pretty crazy to think about. I mean, he's on the reigning champion team after all against Hunjin Ryu, who's 3-1. All right, I'll take you to the top of the eighth. It's 4-0 Giants. Bruce Boshi pulls Matt Cain with one on and one out. Adrian Gonzalez comes into bat as the pinch hitter. He'd actually been sitting out the last couple games due to neck stiffness. Boshi brings in the left-handed reliever, Jeremy Affelt. Agon delivers with a two-run pinch hit single for two Giants. Then D. Gordon gets an infield single. It's now 4-3. However, the Dodgers are not able to come back. Matt King gets the win. Sergio Romo gets his 12th save of the year. Giants sweep the Dodgers. They move to 19 and 12, while the Dodgers fall to 13 and 17. May 6, Dodgers Diamondbacks. Trevor Cahill versus Chris Capuano. Cahill didn't allow a run his last start versus the Dodgers. This is Capuano's second start of the year. Arizona Diamondbacks slaughter the Dodgers this game. They lose 9-2. Cahill is now 5-0 lifetime against the Dodgers, and Chris Capuano falls to 0-2 on the season. All right, May 7th, it's Brandon McCarthy versus Josh Beckett. Both pitchers are winless so far in the season. Not really a surprise considering neither are any good. It's a 3-3 game. It's a close battle. I'll just take it to the top of the ninth. Brandon League comes in. Paul Goldschmidt at the plate. And unfortunately, brace yourself because... Goldie drives it to left center, high in the air. And that ball is absolutely crushed. Goldie, Goldie gone. Paul Goldschmidt continues to torture the Dodgers. So the Arizona Diamondbacks take the lead at Dodger Stadium. Bottom ninth, J.J. Putz is supposed to be closing it out. He has to leave with a sore elbow. So Heath Bell comes on as the emergency backup closer. He gets the job done. Dodgers lose 5-3. Dodgers now have a six-game losing streak. May 8th, Clayton Kershaw versus Wade Miley. Bottom of the fourth, Nick Punto gets an RBI single. D. Gordon showing off his speed, scores from first base. Adrian Gonzalez drives him in. It's 2-0 Dodgers, but he has to leave with that sore neck that we had just talked about that's been bothering him. Top of the six, Kershaw's still in the game. 
D. Gordon makes a very costly error because Paul Goldschmidt takes advantage, hits a towering home run off Clayton Kershaw. It's 2-2 Dodgers. You start to notice this theme where certain enemy rivals like Paul Goldschmidt and Buster Posey absolutely torture the Dodgers. Top of the eighth, Kenley Jansen is in relief, 2-2 game, but that doesn't matter for Paul Goldschmidt. He hits a home run on a 3-2 count. He is a lifetime 389 average at Dodger Stadium. Arizona Diamondbacks, hold on. Heath Bell gets the save. J.J. Putz had to get placed on the DL. So the D-backs sweep the Dodgers. They win all three. Dodgers fall to 13-20. and 20. All right, new series. They are now taking on the Florida Marlins. It's May 10th. The rookie Jose Fernandez battling the rookie Matt McGill. Bottom of the first, Dodgers get on the board early. Two on, nobody out for Adrian Gonzalez. He blasts his fourth home run of the season. A three-run home run. Extends his hitting streak to eight games. 3 nothing Dodgers. Take you to the top of the fourth. Derek Dietrich, who is a rookie, making his second career start, actually. He hits a game-tying three-run home run on a 3-2 fastball with two out. 3-3 score now. Jose Fernandez doesn't allow any more runs. He pitches that six innings, allowing three. Top of the seventh, Ronald Belisario comes in, gives up a two-out double. Juan Pierre is then able to take advantage. 4-3 Marlins. They end up adding one more, so it's 5-3 Marlins. We take you to the bottom of the eighth. A.J. Ellis gets an RBI 5-4 score, but it doesn't matter. Ronald Belisario gets the loss. The Dodgers have now lost eight games in a row. So you must be thinking, wow, The Dodgers look absolutely toast. I mean, we're only in the month of May, but they had an eight-game losing streak. They're not playing inspiring baseball at all. How are they going to turn this thing around? So even though the Dodgers have lost eight in a row, it's just one of those things you have to ride out. You have to believe in your team. You can't give up this early on. Yeah, it's looking pretty bad. There's still a lot of baseball left to be played, so... How are the Dodgers going to turn this thing around? We just have to wait and see. It's May 11th. Hunjin Ryu taking on Kevin Slowey. Bottom of the third, D. Gordon does something you wouldn't expect. Gordon, a long fly ball to deep right field to the wall. And this one, believe it or not, is over the wall. A home run for D. Gordon. So D. Gordon gets a home run. It's 2-0 Dodgers. This game is all Dodgers. They win 7-1. Hunjin Ryu moves on to 4-2. May 12th, Chris Capuano versus Tom Kohler. Yes, Kohler was actually a starter on one point. He did not pitch for the Dodgers, although they did sign him as a reliever. Bottom of the second, my boy Scott Van Slyke hits a solo home run. It's 1-0 Dodgers. Bottom of the fourth, Skip Schumacher leadoff double. Nick Punto gets him in with a sack fly. It's 2-0 Dodgers. Top of the six, Justin Ruggiano, who actually did at one point play for the Dodgers later on in his career, hits a solo home run, his seventh of the year. It's 2-1 Dodgers. 
Top of the seventh, a one-out double. Forces Mattingly to pull out, to pull Chris Capuano. Kenley Jansen comes in, strikes out two Marlins in a row. Bottom of the seventh, John Roche. If you remember Roche, he was a big right-handed reliever. Randy Johnson-esque-like in terms of his physical physique. So Rosh is charged with a RBI single by Carl Crawford. Dodgers move ahead 3-1. Ethier, sack fly, 4-1 Dodgers. Then Scott Van Slyke gets a single. It's 5-1 Dodgers. Top of the ninth, Brandon Ling allows a two-run double to Denny Echeverria. But he holds on. Chris Capuano gets his first win in 2013. They win 5-3. So the Dodgers actually rally to win the series two games to one. They're now 15 and 21 in 2013. May 13th at Dodger Stadium, Josh Beckett, who's 0-4 with an ERA over five, taking on Jordan Zimmerman, who is 6-1 with a 159 ERA. Talk about a fast start for Zimmerman. This game is not going Josh Beckett's way. He's done after three. This game is all Nationals. They're up 4-0. Bottom of the fifth, A.J. Ellis smacks what would actually end up being a triple off the wall. But the more important play of this game is Bryce Harper runs face first into the wall. He knocks himself out. He can't even get up. That's how Ellis is able to get to third. He has to be taken out. Bryce Harper looks very concussed out there. He can't get up. They have to help him off the field. I was actually at that game. I was standing in the all-you-can-eat section where he hit his face. Although it was cool to see you had to feel for the guy. Anyways, the Dodgers lose 6-2. Josh Beckett falls to 0-5. And this would actually be his last start of the season. Would make his last start for the Dodgers. He's ruled out for the rest of the year. He has to undergo surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome. So Beckett doesn't get a single win in 2013. Dodgers going to have to find someone to replace him. Although that's not certainly a bad thing because Beckett was pretty terrible. You got to feel for the guy, but he just was not getting the job done. Anyways, May 14th, Dan Heron. Funny enough, this is the year before he joins the Dodgers in 2014. Taking on Clayton Kershaw. All right, top of the first. Bases loaded, two out. Clayton Kershaw gets a strikeout. Top of the second. He strikes out the side in order. Bottom of the third. Andre Ethier at the plate with two out and two on. Gets a two-run single. Two-nothing Dodgers. Top of the ninth with two out. Don Magley. Decides to pull Clayton Kershaw. It's still 2-0. He had allowed Clayton Kershaw to pitch a career-high 132 pitches. That is absolutely ridiculous. We're talking mid-May. This is not a ride-or-die type of game. And our idiot manager is letting the heart and soul of the pitching staff throw 132 pitches. That's about 30 pitches that are unnecessary. You want to talk about why Clayton Kershaw's back gives out on him? This is probably it. He is literally carrying that team. Anyways, Kenley Jansen comes in, gets his second save of the year. Clayton Kershaw improves to 4-2. He had 11 strikeouts. 
May 15th, Zach Reiki is back from the DL after that fight with Carlos Quinton, his third start of the year, taking on Ross Detweiler of the Diamondbacks. He has a 257 ERA. Pretty good start. Granky gets the win. This is all Dodgers. They win 3-1. Brandon Lee gets his ninth save. Zach Granke is 2-0. New series. May 17th. Against the Atlanta Braves. Hunjin Ryu taking on Paul Mahalam. Top of the fourth. Hunjin Ryu gets an RBI single to tie it up. 2-2 game. Carl Crawford. Then drives in Ryu. They take a 3-2 lead in the fourth. Scott Van Slyke makes this really cool sliding catch during the course of this game. And he also hits a home run. Unfortunately, bottom of the six, Paco Rodriguez is the reliever for the Dodgers. Gives up a grand slam to Justin Upton. Braves go on and win 8-5. May 18th, Chris Capuano versus Chris Medlin. Jason Hayward hits what you think is going to be a home run. Matt Kemp robs him of that. Chris Capuano had seven shutout innings in this game. However, Kenley Jansen gives up a two-run home run to Evan Gaddis in the bottom of the eighth. And then Andros Tin Simmons follows it up with a home run of himself. It's a back-to-back home run situation. Braves win 3-1. May 19th, Mike Miner taking on Matt McGill. Bottom of the eighth, bases are loaded. Brandon League actually is relieving for the Dodgers. Gives up the go-ahead runs that are charged to Kenley Jansen. Braves win 5-2. They sweep the Dodgers three games to none. Dodgers fall to 17-25. and 25. Notice that I said the Braves swept the Dodgers. Just keep that in mind as that will actually be a matchup to look forward to. Later on in the 2013 season, I won't say when, but I'm sure you obviously know what I'm talking about. May 20th, Clayton Kershaw taking on Giovanni Gallardo of the Milwaukee Brewers. Andre Ethier has an RBI triple and a solo home run in this game. However, he gets ejected in the eighth inning for arguing balls and strikes. Matt Kemp also hit his second home run of the year. It's crazy that it's May 20th and Matt Kemp only has two home runs thus far in the season. Despite pitching 132 pitches his last time out, Clayton Kershaw goes to the complete. He goes the distance, gets a complete game. The Dodgers win three and one. He's five and two. May 21st, they're at Miller Park. I should also tell you guys where Zach Reggie has a lifetime record of 15 and 0. He's taking on Huron Burgos. Grinky allows five runs. They lose this game 5-2. A future hero in what would be a disgusting cheating scandal. And I'm talking about Mike Fires. He gets the win in relief. May 22nd, Ryu versus Willie Peralta. <clears throat> Ugly game for Peralta. He allows six runs through two innings. Ryu pitches seven and a third. He improves to five and two. Worth noting that Andre Ethier had been benched three of his last six games by Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly is quoted saying he's been putting out the lineup that will compete the hardest. So definitely some shade thrown at Ethier. 
you can see why maybe there's been some tension with Ethier and Don Mattingly. May 24th, Dodgers coming off a series win against the Brewers where they won two of th- two of the three. They're 19 and 26. They're taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Lance Lynn versus Chris Capuano. This game is all Cardinals. Worth noting that future Dodger awesome first base and clubhouse veteran David Fries hit a home run. So Dodgers lose 7-0. They fall to last place. May 25th, John Gass versus Ted Lilly, who's back from the DL. Adrian Gonzalez is in, is in a 2-for-26 slump. However, he breaks through with Joe Kelly in relief. Adrian Gonzalez drove in three runs in this game, and he hit a home run. Dodgers win 5-3. Also worth noting, another, this is also worth noting, another series to keep your eye out on. Joe Kelly would become notorious for this, for something he does in this season. May 26, Clayton Kershaw versus Shelby Miller. Adrian Gonzalez gets the Dodgers on the board early. Two-run home run in the first. Unfortunately, in the top of the second, Pete Cosma, of all players, gets a three-run double off Kershaw. Cardinals pull ahead 3-2. Adrian Gonzalez responds, ties it up, 3-3. Top of the seventh, though, Matt Carpenter with a go-ahead single. It's 4-3 Cardinals. They're going to win this game 5-3. They win the series two games to one. Dodgers fall to 20-28. and 28. May 27th, Dodgers at home against the Angels. It's Zach Greinke versus C.J. Wilson. Angels are ahead early on 5-1. Scott Van Slyke is able to help the rally. He ties it up. And then Jerry Harrison Jr. hits the go-ahead single. Dodgers are going to win this game 8-7. Harrison with that pinch hit single fresh off the DL. Dodgers win 8-7. May 28th, it's May 28th. Hunjin Ryu versus Joe Blanton. Luis Cruz hadn't been doing anything all season long. Gets a two-run home run in the fifth inning. His first home run of the season. Hunjin Ryu pitches quite a gem. A two-hit complete game shutout. His first of the career, no walks, seven strikeouts. Dodgers sweep in a very condensed series, two games to none. They're 22-28, and 28, but they take this series next to Anaheim for May 29th and May 30th. Jared Weaver versus Chris Capuano and Jason Vargas versus Matt McGill. Matt Kemp is placed on the DL after the first game of the series. Angels actually do win both these games. Dodgers fall to 22 and 30. It's May 31st. John Garland versus Clayton Kershaw. It's Dodgers Rockies. Dodgers are up early on 5 nothing. Kershaw had a two-run double. However, even though it was 5 nothing, the Rockies rally back. Bottom of the ninth. Brandon League trying to close it out. Brandon League allows a two-run. Pinch hit home run to the Rockies legend, Todd Helton. It's 5-5. However, the Dodgers respond. Luis Cruz with an RBI ground out. Juan Uribe gets an RBI single. Dodgers 
Pull ahead, 7-5. Belisario gets his first save of the year. Dodgers win, 7-5. And that's going to conclude the month of May, where the Dodgers had the worst winning percentage in franchise history for the month of May. In May, they won 10-17, and 17, which equates to a 37 win-loss percentage. I mean, so what can we do? The Dodgers are not winning a lot of games. They're really struggling. They're without a few key players like Hanley Ramirez. Okay, so we're just going to talk about a couple games to kick off June, and we'll leave it at that. It's Julius Chassin versus Zach Greinke. Tim Federovich actually would hit his first career home run at Coors Field. He also had a two-run single. Don Mattingly would get ejected in this game. Don Mattingly would get ejected in this game because of a weird play where it was a low-line drive that Zach Greinke claims he caught. The umpire disagrees. They rule it an infield single. So Don Mattingly's pissed. He gets thrown out. It's 6-4 Dodgers, bottom of the seventh, when Ronald Belisario gives up a game-tying two-run home run to Michael Kadire. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Matt Guerrier pitching allows a walk-off single to Dexter Fowler, and the Rockies win 7-6. Finally, June 2nd, Jorge De La Rosa versus Matt McGill, who had to be called up because Hunjin Ryu is scratched. McGill is tortured in this game. He allowed seven runs. He gave up up two home runs to Dexter Fowler. He gave up a home run to Todd Helton. He gave up a home run to Michael Kadire. And McGill is... Going down in the history books as the first Dodger since 1916 to allow nine walks and four home runs in one start. Jorge De La Rosa is credited with the win. This game is all Rockies. In 11 career starts against the Dodgers, this was finally De La Rosa's first win. So the Dodgers lose this series two games to one. They fall to 23-32. and 32. They're nine games below 500. they They're still nowhere even close to first place at this point. So the Dodgers are going to do something that's going to change the course for the rest of the season. They're going to call up a prospect that quickly from the start makes a name for himself in Dodger history. I'm not going to say who it is, but if you know who I'm talking about, I'm sure you're very excited to find out what he does early on as a Dodger. So thank you all for listening to part two of the Dodgers 2013 season revisit. I'll have part three for you guys very soon. I'm out.
buy. To your credit card rewards, greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.